welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 15, The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 4. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Got It on Audio, a 64 Tacos podcast. Today we're going to be continuing our water cooler chat about the show Rings of Power. Uh, and we'll be talking about the fourth episode in season one today. The uh, synopsis is gazing into a Palantar. Muriel, probably said that wrong, has a vision of the tidal wave destruction of Numenor. Chancellor Farazan encourages discord between the Numenarians and elves. Hel- Hel- Heldbrand manipulatively. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh, reading is hard. (laughs) Manipulatively. Well addresses, well advises Galadriel. Good thing I can edit this. Then (laughs) Farazan, Galadriel convinces Muriel to wage war against the orcs in the Southland, and war preparation begins. Isildur and friends are kicked from the Naval Academy, but then join the war effort. Man, they put a lot of spoilers in this. Adar appears to be a scarred elf from the Elden days. Adar releases Alandir to give a surrender offer to the humans, taking refuge in the Orc Tower. The Orcs find out the ancient artifact evil sword hilt they seek is in the tower. Uh, the dwarves found Mithril and keep it secret, but Elrond discovers the mine. Uh, King Durin sends Prince Durin. To discover that the elves, to discover what the elves of Linden are up to. Okay, well, that's that was a very thorough synopsis, actually. Yes. Um. So, what do you guys think of this episode, Matt? Let's uh, hear from you since you haven't been on board and you uh, you watched all four episodes before uh, getting to talk about it. Yeah, um, I really liked this episode. This was probably the first episode where. I didn't absolutely hate what Gladriel was doing. <laughs> and that's fair. I mean, <laughs> that's something Dan and I had been talking about. He he had trouble with Gladriel since the beginning, but I was I got on board after episode three. So yeah. Um, and, it was um, nice to see her actually being Elvin to in this episode. What else did you think? I, I'm loving absolutely everything to do with Elrond and the dwarves. That's probably my favorite part and story arc going on is Elrond and the dwarves. I love um, uh, Prince Durin's wife. She's awesome. She is amazing. Yeah. She's just the perfect dwarven woman, um, especially with, you know, royalty and all that. She, she just nails the, what, how I would foresee that character playing out. Yeah, her yeah. name's Disa in the show. Um, but yeah, the uh, the person playing her is doing a great job. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like sweet and cheerful, but yet still has authority behind her. And mm-hmm. it just, it's very well done. Oh, yeah. I really liked that reveal with the scarred elf. I thought that was awesome. I really, really liked that he's leading this orc band. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they take this. The orcs, if I'm not mistaken, were created as kind of like a, a bastardized version of the elves. Like the uh, the Maiar who created them wasn't able to create life, so they took the elves. 
and warped them basically to make the orcs. Is that right? I believe that's correct. They they're elves that were turned into orcs, and now now they they procreate. Um, I, right. I think, but um, but originally they were elves that were turned into dwarves by uh, Melkor, the uh, the original devil, big bad guy. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Person that Sauron serves. Um, so it's interesting that the orcs call this Adar character father because mm-hmm. I, I feel like it has something to do with that. Um, and I hope but they elaborate Sauron, on that. Or not Saruman? Didn't Saruman grow orcs? Okay, so the way that worked, I, I was reading a little bit about this recently. Those the Urukai, the ones that he was in the movies you're talking about when he was growing yeah. them in the weird birthing pit thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a movie thing that they were that were they were sort of created in these little pits. They actually are um uh the normal the normal uh elven based orcs crossbred with humans. So okay. um okay. they're they're that's why they're they're maybe a little bit bigger and thicker. The Urukai are 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 part human orcs, but they don't really go into that in the movies at all. They just sort of say, Oh, here's some big bad Sauron, Saruman related uh Urukai, you know. Right. Um but uh, but yeah, that's what's going on with that. So you're saying that Peter Jackson's interpretation of the Lord of the Rings was not letter for letter from the book? Yeah, that's just so, Blas- so, blasphemy. What's just so <laughs> funny about people freaking out? Like, I, I, I have a vague memory of people being a little upset about some stuff um, when those movies came out. And there's I hadn't you know, I, I had read the books and there were definite differences, but they were so enjoyable yeah. And you could understand why they made. The, I mean, you, there's some changes where I'm like, ah, you didn't have to do that. But most of them, you're like, oh, I get it. It's a movie. OK, right. <laughs> let's, you know, it's it's let's let's just go with it, you know, and the outcry of, you know, of, of like trolls getting really mad about every little thing that they've changed. Internet trolls. It's just it's. Uh, I, yeah, I, I assume they're not actual trolls on the internet. That they're they're, they're not trolls. they're not frost trolls or uh, <laughs> or um, trolls. hell trolls. Oh yeah, yeah, they aren't the the three trolls and the hobbits sitting around the fire deciding how to cook uh, dwarves and uh, and hobbits. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know the, the response has been stupid. Like yes, they're they're definitely timeline smushing stuff that happened over the course of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to recast like? and jump forward it's you know hundreds and thousands of years every like four or right. five episodes like I, I, you could but like I, I understand why they decided these are all the events that happen that lead up to this the the you know the lord of the rings let's just you know we're going to combine some characters or make characters that were live at the same time but didn't do these things at the same time you know or well we'll just say that this this is the stage of numenor it lines up with uh, okay well it's it's it makes it easier for people watching to follow what's going on rather than, I mean, there's a reason people don't read the Silmarillion or the appendices to Lord of the Rings nearly as much as the Hobbit of the Lord of the Rings. It's a mess of like history <laughs> in words. Like there's so many characters and like, listen, it's, it's, it's beautiful writing, but I mean, it's not user-friendly um, right. and you kind of need a TV show. It's already not user-friendly. You know, D- Dave, you haven't read the appendices or Silmarillion. No, no definitely so, not. I feel like, and neither of you, right, Matt? So would you guys think no. that what we need is more characters and, and multiple characters and, and big time jumps? Would that be helpful for your enjoyment of the series? No, I, I, I'm I'm enjoying it just fine as it is right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely flawed, but I don't yeah. have any of the, uh, the gripes that seem to be flooding the internet about continuity and 
you know, no. racism. Think, well, the ugh, whatever. That's we talked about that a bit in the first episode yeah. or two. Um, but it that's dumb too. But okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's enough yeah. graping about graping. Yeah. Um, so my my takeaway from this episode was that they wanted to do as many father son dynamics as they possibly could. Mm. I mean, you had the orcs and Adar. You had Elrond revealed that his father was, you know, one of the one of the stars. You had the uh, the dwarves, you know, the the prince and the king. That dynamic. You had um, the queen and her father, um, and then you had the uh, the boy and um, Alander, Alander, where he Arandir. rescues, yeah, Arandir. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, the uh, son of the uh, of the of the healing lady of, yeah. of, of the of the yep. Like the they, only the only person that knows how to clean themselves in the entire right, cast of men. Right, right. <laughs> um, so there, yeah, they it just seemed to be flooded with that in this episode. Yeah, you're uh, right. And and, and Is Is Isildur, um, Isildur, yep. yeah, and his father, right? Uh, Elendil is his father, yeah. Um, yeah, there's although they didn't actually interact in this episode, I don't think, okay. right? I think he just told his sister, but obviously his dad's gonna have a feeling about him getting kicked out of the, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, the the navy or whatever it was that he was, uh, the the, the boat's uh, career arc that he was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really think about that, but you're right. Lots of uh, lots of sort of parent child relationship type stuff. Yeah, it was it was definitely that. What do you think of this episode, Dan? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, we didn't get any um, we didn't get any uh, uh, Harfoot stuff, no. which you know, it's a little disappointing. I kind of enjoy that. Uh, yeah. I want to know more about the stranger. Um, oh, but they did allude to the stranger when uh, Adar was um, uh, telling the elf about mm-hmm. it. He said, you know, or. I don't remember. I don't remember what the conversation was, but they said that they kind of alluded to him being Sauron. And also, um, and I don't. I don't know how specific it was, but that, that is certainly a conclusion you could draw. And also, it was mentioned, I think, in the um, in the vision of the Numenorians um, yeah. that um, I think the uh, among other things they kind of alluded to that and maybe mentioned that. It, I don't know. Maybe I have that wrong, but but yeah. Um, so, do you think that? Um, who do you think Adar is and who do you think the stranger is then? Um, I think the stranger is Sauron. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, you think I'm with you on that one. I think I think they hinted hinted directly enough about that at this point. It's certainly who they want us to believe it is. And I've got I have no reason to believe otherwise. I mean, originally I kind of thought it was Gandalf cuz they cuz it was a wizard-like creature or a being. But that was just a you know shot in the dark after episode one. Yeah, I kind of thought that at first until he killed the fireflies, and then yeah, I thought, oh, he's, he's probably <laughs> Sauron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't make a ton of sense for it to be Gandalf, but that's something they can make changes, you know, and they may mm-hmm. have made that change because um, he was he was floating around um, at this time; he was alive and functional. Um, but again, they're messing around with the timeline a bit, so you know, it's yeah. not impossible. I don't think. Uh, as far I, as Adar is concerned, I I think that it may be the original elf that was uh, corrupted. Okay, well, that's an interesting. That, that's that's just kind of a an idea. Yeah, I mean, it's so your your argument would be he is essentially a made up character. Sort of the reason they call him father 
right um is because he's the the oldest of them he's sort of the leader yeah um, i i'm i think there's a pretty good case to be made for the stranger being um sauron but i think there's a pretty good case for uh adar being sauron as well okay um i'm not i'm not sure um that either make a, whole, a ton of sense at this point but um i don't feel like i feel like that's on the table too sauron was never an elf but well, no, he was an elf, wasn't he? Or was he one of the Maiar? I can't remember if he, he was, was one Maiar. of the Maiar. He was um, the same level as uh, Gandalf. And... Okay, yeah. So he was second tier uh, god, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, rather than than an elf, so he could he could have. But again, he he took he can take his form as like, all the Maiar appear as whatever they want to appear as. Um, so the argument for Sauron could be for the stranger for being a a wizard shaped guy. Um, who doesn't know what's going on? But my, I think my argument against that is I don't know why he doesn't know what's going on or he's really r- running a really elaborate scheme to try to trick a few Harfoots into thinking he doesn't know what's going on. Right. Um, I, that's why I don't know that the stranger would make sense to Sauron because Sauron, you know, broadly speaking, like during this period is known as sort of Sauron the fair, you know, and he like basically uses, he, we, we know the result is he's going to make the, the one ring that controls all the other rings, you know, um, and yeah, he does that through trickery by, by, yeah. by encouraging them to do things. And that's true. And, uh, already has the idea uh, of making the rings, mm-hmm. um, yep. which I believe he gets from Sauron, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Well, I think what we know so far is that he he wants to make something greater, you know, something more amazing than the cities and the other things that he's built, something yeah. to rival, you know, um, Feanor, who made the Silmarils. Um, yeah. But um, I don't know if he's – has he mentioned that it, Rings is what he has in mind or – No, I don't believe he specifically yeah. uh, called it out so much as the show has just alluded to it. And they're and they're of course um, they're building the giant forge with the with the dwarves in order to create temperature high enough. But the and we don't I don't remember. I'm sure we know in the lore somewhere where these rings were made. But I don't think I think Celebrimbor makes all the rings, and so he probably doesn't do that at Mount Doom, which is where um, Sauron makes the One Ring. Right. So I my it makes the most sense for him to be, to be building that forge. And then, but maybe he doesn't know what he's going to make yet. He just wants to make something magical and amazing. And maybe, yeah, maybe we are yet to hear from Sauron. Maybe we'll see Sauron get in his ear and sort of turn him and point him towards something. Um, so really, uh, I guess what I would say is neither Adar or the stranger makes sense yet as possible Saurons, but there's more to come. So, yeah, maybe we haven't met Sauron yet, which is entirely possible. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, you know, I like the uh, the Harfoot plot line, so I wanted to see, learn more about the stranger. So I was a little disappointed that we didn't get that. But they they've been started leaving some plot lines out, and that's okay. I mean, yeah, if they're planning on doing like five seasons and you know the better part of fifty episodes, that then you know I don't need to have everything in every single episode, right? Um, Hopefully they I, I hope they keep going personally, and I think the ratings are pretty good, so it seems like um they're doing okay um the uh the Aaron deer plot line has been pretty good, I think um you got to do some more cool elf stuff um which <laughs> yeah. you know you know that's a great way to show that the elves are amazing, you know, yeah. 
And that's that's certainly consistent with the movies, and it's they're, consistent with the, the lore. The you elves know? are playing with loaded dice. They they roll twenties no. far more often than any any uh, character should be able to. But yeah. that's fine because yeah. that's part of their lore. The elves the elves don't have to to shovel their their front steps. They can just walk on them. Right. <laughs> they can walk on snow. Um, but so that 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 was cool. Um, and uh, you know, I I'm interested to see what that weapon that broken off sword hilt thing yes that was one thing i was going to ask is what what are your thoughts on that matt what do you think what do you think about the um evil sword well that seems like it's the sauron sword or something um or morgoth even is what i was thinking because Um, the old man talks about he implies that he is like still loyal to Morgoth from the previous age. Right. Um, you know, who was defeated, but is, so would this be maybe his sword, maybe Sauron's, maybe his sword. I, I, I'm kind of thinking Morgoth at this point. Didn't he say something about it was gifted as a sign of, um, the pact between. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly, and- but I think you're right. I think there was an implication of, I still have that because of the agreement that, uh, that we made. And he seemed unrepentant. The old man, where who's in whose uh, barn he found it, in the, like the first episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I thought was kind of crazy was he knew they set it up right. So he finds the sword. He's like, "Whoa, this is cool." He had found it before. He took it. He's playing with it. He accidentally got some blood on it, and it was like, "Ooh, it likes the blood." But the weird thing is, like the kid, um, what was it Theo or something? Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the the kid the like half elf. Yeah, when he's a. Uh, well, maybe we haven't seen his ears, have we? Nope. So that's that's one possibility. So you think, Dave, that maybe uh, she hooked up? Who do you yeah. think? Who do you think his father is? I guess is a better question. Aaron Deer. You think so? I I feel like they haven't consummated yet. That's my my thought. I think um, they have. You think? I think they have too. All right. Guess I'm just a freaking innocent child over here. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> or you could be right. I mean, we don't know yet. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out. I, I feel like they it's more like a, a longing and they want to be together, but they haven't been, been done it yet because he's too he doesn't want to like whatever, you know, forbidden love and all that. But I, I, I am curious to see who the father is. I, I just didn't get the impression that that it was him. Um, but that's entirely possible. I don't know. That's just what I saw. Um, that, that's interesting because that was the first thing I thought of when when I when the when the two adults were in the same same scene together and then then they show the kid um you know in the first episode or whatever mm. it's like oh okay well that's how that happened uh, we, <laughs> we know that he's gone i think it's been stated that his father is gone um is what theo says mm. or or maybe his friend says his like asshole friend says something about his dad leaving but um but yeah no. I, don't, I don't know maybe I, i'd be curious i kind of think not but maybe she doesn't tell anyone who the dad is because she doesn't yep. want retribution that's possible yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll see what happens. I guess we'll find out. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the kid, like when he's in trouble, he just stabs into his arm right away. Like he knows how it works. I was like, oh, right. Going for it, huh? <laughs> Which, you know, mm-hmm. fine. They set it up enough where I'm I'm fine with it, I guess. And maybe if he is a half elf, he has some sort of intuition. I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, that was interesting to see where that's going. And it's interesting to see that the humans are still some, at least some of the humans are still maybe loyal to Morgoth, which means that they will probably be open to, uh, to, uh, to Sauron and, uh, and, uh, and stuff like that, which, you know, that makes sense. 
Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. The Gladriel scene was, I felt like she was being a little more like, she felt a little more elven for lack of a better term. Um, A little less petulant, um, a little more like she was being firm with, and trying to convince but still passionate, which I think is a great sort of line to walk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's frustrating that it took um, Haldbrand telling her, hey, you're not being the way you're supposed to be for her to realize that that was the case. It's like yep. n- none of that, none of, the, none of her stuff from the, the third episode especially, um, none of that stuff made any sense, and we we, we hashed that out for quite a yeah. while. It didn't. So, it just it doesn't doesn't feel. I don't know. It's hard to know because the elves are in their later stages in the Lord of the Rings, so they're much right. more wise and regal. So okay, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is fine, but it, I I agree. I feel like it's a little too rash and a little a little unwise. You know, mm-hmm. she's already thousands of years old. It's not right. like you know she's just some kid, but. Anyhow, um, and that brings up another question, um, Matt. What do you think? What do you think's up with Halbrand? Which one's Halbrand? He's the human who uh, human castaway who is with Galadriel. Well, I think she's probably right. He's probably some kind of heir to the Southlands or whatever. But he he's clearly got a berserker's rage in him, which is yeah fun to watch. <laughs> I yeah my here's my my theory. My theory is that he is a good candidate for being Sauron because he doesn't have to look like an elf because he is, he can appear as whatever he wants. I wonder, first of all, how interesting was it that he was desperate to work at a uh, smithy? Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. So we know he's going to make the, uh, the one ring at some point. Um, And then he's not saying no to anything or yes to anything. He sort of implies that, you know, oh, I got this, this sign, this, this, you know, the sign of the, of the people of the Southlands or whatever it was from a dead man, which could entirely be true. And still, he could still be a bad guy, or he could just been some guy that found something. He definitely isn't automatically on Gladriel's side. He gives, he gives, what's his name as, what's the Mm -hmm. guy's name? I'll just Um, edit it in later. Farazan, <laughs> uh, uh, he gives the the cha- the, the the stripy beard guy. Um, yes, Chancellor uh, Farazan. Yeah, he uh, he gives him some advice, which is at least who knows what the point of that was. Was this so she could get away? I don't know. His advice seems to be open ended enough where I don't, I can't pin him down. Say he's definitely one thing or other, but I, that's I, I got a working theory that maybe he is. It's it's the it's the blacksmithing thing. It makes me think that he might be Sauron, and he, he deliberately appeared around her, and that's why he was so happy to sacrifice the other castaways. The morally gray thing that he does makes sense. While he's still a pretty convincing, you know, um, he has Galadriel thinking he's something, which he may or may not right. be. So. I don't know. That's 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 what I was thinking a little bit. Right. But. So, Dan, your current vote for Sauron is uh, Haldbrand, right? Haldbrand is probably my my your my number, number one. one. Then Adar, and then the Stranger is my least likely of the three. Okay, and then Matt, who is you? How it, it's almost certainly one of those three characters. So between those three, uh, Matt, how would you rank them? I would uh, put uh, the Stranger at the top, and then Halberd, and then. Um... Adar at the bottom. Yeah, I think I'd go with the the same as uh, same as you, Matt. Though Dan, you do make a compelling argument for Halbrand. 
You you almost convinced yeah. well, me. I was flipping them back and forth. In there's my there's a little mind. evidence for all of them. Like you can you can nothing is definitive for sure. And that's that's actually kind of cool that they're doing that. Um, yes. I think I don't have a problem with it. And you know what? There's option four too, which is we haven't met him yet. Well, yes, of yeah. course, yeah. But of the, the characters we've met, we've met. yes, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys think that he caused? Um, what's her name's dad's ankle the stranger caused what's yes the dad's yeah. ankle to break? there was definitely impl- an implication he yep. can't control his magic and him breaking that stick is what broke his ankle um which could have been an accident because he can't control his power right or it could have been a part of his act you know I, I don't know what is everyone's favorite character so far Ooh, uh do you have a th- i think Matt? mine is elron elron's good elron like okay elron I quite like Arendir too. Um, I like his his uh, sort of stoic elf thing. Yeah. While still, you know, feeling the draw of, of humans, which I think is a good way to think about elves. A lot of the elves in that are in the story. Yeah, um, he. I, I completely agree with you. Um, he kind of epitomizes how I envision an elf um, in in the in Tolkien's world, and you know, by extension, in D anD. d because, uh, you know, D&D is basically just Tolkien with a little bit of Greek mythology in it. The only other thing I, character I might mention um, is um, who I found interesting, although there was a bunch of them, but that pops into mind who's a little bit smaller is is Elendil, uh, Isildur's father. Uh, I kind of like his sort of like, mm. he's kind of a, he's pro-elf, but he's also, you know, he's smart enough not to to be too over the top with it. And right. we know, of course, that later on he is going to, you know, lead a fight against Sauron. It'll be interesting to see him. So I've been keeping an eye on him because it'll be interesting. Spoiler alert. To see how he gets there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. My uh, my other favorite would probably be Nori, um, which oh, yeah. we didn't get to see in this past episode. But I think she is j- uh, uh, yeah. just a lot of fun to watch. And I, I love the Harfoots. I love oh. what they're doing with them. And uh, the uh, Harfoot Elder, um, the guy played by Lenny Henry, he's awesome yes. too. Yes, what is? Yeah, I love that Elder. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of good characters. I mean, do I? What do I think of this show overall so far? I would say pretty good, and I want to watch more. Mm-hmm. It hasn't had quite the magical moments. The, the visuals are and music are stunning. Like that's oh, that's true. It hasn't had these really like amazing emotional moments and like of like characters I really connect to completely yet. But I feel like it could. Uh, I feel like it's more of a slow build, and I like that. I'd rather they built it slowly and took their time than tried to rush through too much stuff. So I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic about the way we're headed so far. Yep, me too. Matt, what are your thoughts of the overall show so far? You've watched, having watched all four, and first now getting to talk about it. I, I absolutely love the costume design mm. and the set design. Like, just it's really yeah. beautiful to watch. Um, I love the way the orcs look. They yeah. look like really gruesome and their outfits are really cool. And exactly as you would think a, a scavenging force such as the orcs would dress. And, yeah. well, and well, a cool detail they added is they wear these uh, these skulls, which look badass, of course. But also it makes sense because they're trying to shade themselves from the sun because mm-hmm. yep. <clears throat> they're, a, they're an earlier age of orc that hasn't has not acclimated to the sunlight yet. I like the the way they've made them, like you said, Matt, more like scavengers as opposed to the more militarized ones we see in uh, Lord of the Rings, which you know were bred specifically to be a military. But it's a nice contrast um, to show the different era. Uh, I, I, that's really neat what they've done with that. And I, I love that 
all the storylines have a very different feel. Like the Harfoot storyline doesn't feel anything like um, Elrond's storyline or the, um, I can't ever remember his name, the other elf, the one that was captured. Um, uh, Arendir. Arendir. They all have like these very different feeling storylines. So it's like you're kind of popping through. It's almost like you're changing a channel, but they're all linked together. Yeah, I, I I agree. They they have different tones, and you know, they, like we talked about how the accents are different for different um, you know groups of people, which is cool. Uh, it helps you. Keep it's a really separate. good way to yep. do it. And you know, there's plenty of accents in in the British Isles, which is where they're all, pretty much all drawn from. So that works well. Um, I I did think one thing that I thought was a little weird was, I wish we we would have heard from the 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 king who's ill. I wanted him to like say some stuff. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I have no problem with like uh, with the with the, the the queen regent, you know, running the show and everything. I just wanted to hear because he is like the the staunchly pro elf king um, in Numenor who sort of like, you know, really like pushes that. And she's so she's clearly being political by sort of like being a little anti elf while still kind of believing her dad and but still also believing the prophecy of the Palantir. So that, she's a really interesting character, but like we didn't hear his anything from him specifically other than he's old and infirm, which, okay, I just thought we were going to get something from him. But we still we could. could. Yeah. Um, although... And they could do the thing where they show it in yep, flashback yep. once they're doing something. So um, it's not ruled out that we'll hear something That's true. from him, but he may be gone to the point where... Yeah. He can't really talk much. We we heard him say her name, Muriel or yep. whatever, a couple of times while he was coughing. He may not be able to do much. This is true. And uh, it, it, I think it was a bit strange how quickly she changed from I'm, I, I won't help you to. All right, we're going to go, although they did <laughs> temper it with she asked for volunteers. So it wasn't like a I'm going to command our Numenorean army or, or Navy right. or whatever to go. So. It's kind of a compromise, I guess, but I did not expect her to be like, all right, I'm going to who wants to come with me. I was like, oh, all right. I, I knew we were going to go back to Middle Earth from Numenor, but yeah, I, didn't do, I just it just kind of felt like it wasn't really set up super well. Like she spent a lot of time saying, listen, the prophecy says you're the beginning of the end. And then Gladriel's like, oh, well, you, we should re, we should renew the old uh, alliance. And she's like, hmm. All right. Well, renew the old alliance. You're like, oh, okay, great. I mean, that's what you want, but like, it just felt a little bit out of nowhere. Um, but you know, whatever, that's fine. All right, uh, so we are running. We're over half an hour now. Yep. So, any any final thoughts? Looking forward to next week. Yep. Me too. All right. Well, on that, we'll call it an episode, and uh, yeah, look for our next one next week. I caught it on audio.